Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Coming to you, the great people of Earth. I don't even know what number it is, but I know today is 420. Congratulations to everyone out there who is celebrating today's holiday. Uh, could never be May, of course, you know, even though the name of this is the Hot Take Hot Box, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Had the day off. Um, ready for some main, some heavyweight main event action this weekend. Um, very interested in this main event, just like, just like I was in the last week's main event. Rest of the card, obviously, you know, whatever doesn't it, the implications are not high, but um, Max Holloway, Arnold Allen, followed by Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis Blades. Honestly, honestly, not mad at that main event wise. Um, the we, the one after Song Yudong, Ricky Simone. That's a little, it's a bit weak. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've looked at that card, but in general, it's just uh, meme city. Um, oh. It looks like one of those. Seems like we're going that, into a little bit of a lull here for a little bit. Yeah, before and you know, two eighty eight. I don't know. I don't know about the card. It seems like it was kind of there's no plan for it in general besides the, the main event. Um, but I listen. There's gonna be something big planned for July. There's gonna be something big planned for uh, October. So I think we can get ready for some big announcements. Or you know, uh, when, when does um Ultimate Fighter start? Uh, filming May. on TV. Well, it's already filled, but uh, May thirty first, I want to say, is the first wow. the, the first episode. So uh, I mean, I'm we excited. We haven't time. seen, we haven't really heard from Connor, and just in the last like year or two in general, he's just more of a nice guy. Him and Jose Aldo are best friends. You saw that they made up after Aldo uh, wrongfully jumped down his throat. Yeah, I, li- I like now to see that. Uh, I like to see that. So uh, who knows what we're gonna get from Connor? Who knows what we're gonna get from John? The whole heavyweight division, the whole uh, the whole thing. All right, well, since we had a, a little bit of a scheduling uh, deficiency last week, we did not do any picks for the Holloway and Allen uh, card, which I, I think we would have probably did not bad, honestly. But I think we would have did well. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I guess let's quickly just talk about the main event. Uh, we, you kind of, uh, I was leaning back and forth because I didn't know, like uh, Arnold Allen. You know, he scares me, but you, you know, and I didn't know what kind of Holloway we were going to get, but you just said basically Max should have really no problem, especially since it's going to be mainly just a stand-up sort of fight, and you were right, and uh, I, I was able to cash a little bit of a couple tickets this weekend, uh, you know, uh, not in spearheaded, but on the back end, mm-hmm. Holloway was the last Take fight it. of the night and have it uh, taking care of business. Uh, how do you think he looked? Really, uh, I mean, I saw Ariel Hawani had Allen win in the fight, which, you know, that Come guy... On. He's really uh, had a couple, rough couple weeks here, but uh, yeah, what did you make early. of the fight? Where uh, did you like it? I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. I think uh, Arnold won two rounds for sure, the second and the fifth. But other than that, he he was outclassed. Like it was yeah. close, uh, but it wasn't. But also wasn't. You know, um, he outstruck him by I think uh, he doubled him up. But the thing about Max, man, his his uh, his volumes. It's a little slower. Now, you know, it's kind of to be expected. Arnold Allen blitzes a lot, so I don't want to take too much from that fight. But, you know, you look at the last two fights, both uh, under 150 significant strikes landed in, in five-round fights. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a bit worrisome. I mean, in the Yair fight, he landed 230. 
He got three takedowns, and the Calvin Cater fight landed an obscene 445 significant strikes. Um, and then the first, uh, the second Volk fight, 102. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we might start to see him slow down a little bit. I know he's only 31, which is kind of crazy to think about, but, I mean, some of the records, I mean, dude, he was just, he, as the time went on in that fight, he was just setting records. They just yeah. kept popping up on the screen. He passed this guy. He is third all-time in UFC fight his, uh, history for total fight time. Third, and he's only 31. Do you know who the two ahead of him are? Total fight time. Uh, what, we got like Clay Guida? He is fifth. Uh, what about Jim Miller? He is sixth. God damn, I'm not even close. Uh, I don't know. Frankie Edgar is second. Okay. Rafael Dos Anjos is first. Okay. I was kind of surprised by that. But yeah, a couple fifth round, a five rounders in there. Yeah. Yeah. And Max, dude, 31. He's third. Uh, you know, he's a bit away from from from, uh, from Frankie and Dos Anjos, but I think he's the only one with 3,000 strikes landed. I don't even think anybody has 2,000. So, like, you know, you know what you're getting from Max, man. He looked good. He did get hit a couple times. He was getting hit with that left. It looked, it looked like um, – uh, too much, maybe a little too much, but Arnold Allen, I, I think his stock went up despite losing. I, I kind of hate saying that, and it, it kind of gets said a lot, but um, I don't know how many people gave him a chance. I didn't really give him too much of a chance. I thought he'd be competitive, but I didn't think. I just I wasn't sure how he would win. Um, yeah, but unless you're going to put forward, him down, which no one's really seen right. before, that's yeah. And I think also at the very end of the fight, like right at the bell, uh, Max dropped Arnold Allen. I don't know if they counted it, but. Um, Good fight, good scrap. Um, I don't know what's next. <laughs> it's. it's I, I honestly think that after the Yair fight, I guess it depends if Volk wins or loses. But I think he's going to go up. I think he's going to fight um, Islam again. Um, I, I, that's just what it seems like is going to happen. He's getting older, you know. He's. I'm sure the weight cut's not bad, but I think that's just what I think. Lightweight is is his future home. And I don't, I just, for 145, I mean, what else are you going to do at this division? I mean, you could have Max, Arnold Allen, Yair. Um, I'm just not too sure where you go. There's really there. no parity going on in there. Yeah. Um, but listen, I think next for them is base. I, I think, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to do like a Holloway Ortega rematch, even though I know that really wasn't necessarily close the first time. And. Ortega hasn't done much since then to really. It looks like his shoulder, right? Was, was it yeah, his shoulder, his shoulder got fucked knee? up in okay. the uh, Yair fight. So I, I don't know what what they're gonna do or what what is next for him necessarily. Yeah. But I don't know. It just forty five is tough because there's really just not much room to do anything there. It, it's. It just, looks like they're setting up. Is it Taporia and Emmett? Emmett, yeah, that is uh, for June twenty fourth. That is uh, locked in. But, That's gonna be big. Uh, I think, man, if Emmett wins, they I, need new blood. They it's one yeah, of those divisions no. similar to '85 where they need somebody to step up and be kind of save the division and give not even necessarily beat a Volkanovski or but just give us a new look, give us some new life. Yeah, at the top the there. Scene. I mean, even a Calvin Cater to fight Volkanovski would be nice, but it's just we're a little bit off from that. We're not really yeah. in that neighborhood yet, but. Uh, I guess quickly before, I mean, your boy Barbosa took out Billy Q with a, you know, a vintage flying knee, kind of caught him Nasty, on the way man. in. Nasty. Uh, Mirza Khanov fought for his life to get that unanimous decision against Dustin Jacoby. 
was a lot better than I thought. I think I would count. I I think I gave you. I texted you, uh, Jacoby. I would have had Jacoby as well. Didn't look good. No, didn't look good. Uh, I it just that's a tough matchup for a guy like him. I mean, Jacoby's really kind of just average, and I don't mean that in yeah, a bad way. No. He just doesn't really not... have any crazy skills. Merzikhanov, Mer- I don't know. Merzikhanov's a little too old to be, yeah, you know, short. breaking in at this point. I don't know. I'm just not. I, I'd have He's to see solid, him against another another level of competition. I feel that. Chris Dawkins is coming to uh, 205, by the way. I did want to get <laughs> that in up. here at some point. Uh, Jan Kutalaba just eliminates Tanner Boser very early on. Uh, that's really Disgusting. not a good win for Tanner. He should not. His car already knows he's probably on his way out, so uh, that's that. The old uh, uh, move, sla- move up slash down and wait when nothing else is working doesn't uh, didn't work here. Pedro Munoz wins the Battle of the Leg Kickers. And uh, he kind of just gives him the vin- not not vintage but uh, experience, uh, v- grizzled veteran uh, performance that lesson that basically yeah. yeah was just like you're not ready for this level yet and it was a good win for Pedro, uh, Hoffa Garcia, he you know outlasted Clay Guida really do- kind of dominated I thought he was going to get him out of there Clay Guida fakes a retirement at the Sorry. end which was pretty fucking insane I've never seen that before. But, I'll just shout out somebody for their stupid birthday. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, Dana was rightfully <laughs> pissed about that afterwards. He was, yeah, he, uh, he was happy after know. after the two. Uh, we'll talk about soon after the two the the double retirement. You don't see the the double retirement much. Yeah. That was actually a really good moment. We'll, again, we'll get to that. But then Clay Guida follows up. He's like, "All right, another one." I'm like, "Perfect. This is a, this is like me and Matt's dream. Everybody yeah. just starts retiring in one night. Perfect." Um, and then he just says, oh, nope, you can't get rid of me. And we're all like, bro, you just got played with, toyed with by Rafa Garcia for three rounds, who all of his wins are by submission. <laughs> like, he's got a decent little hand. He, you know, he has decent hands. He has a good jab, a good one, too. But, like, bro, that was a fucking beating, especially in the third round. Like, if, if he can't get Rafa Garcia out of there, or not out of there, if he can't be competitive yeah, hold with Rafa own. Garcia, what what, what is there <laughs> – what is there left for Clay Guida at 155? Uh, are we going to see him fight um, Sam Patterson? <laughs> uh, you know, Evan Elder, insert whatever other random 155-er there is. Like, I don't know if he can beat any uh, – who, who do you think? Does he beat Trey Ogden? Probably not. No, I mean, uh, the the sad thing is, like, for Clay Guida, if you really want to keep fighting, they, there's not enough old 55-ers for you to go yeah. to get in there with. So it's like, what do you – like, really – I mean, unless you're gonna fight like a Chase Hooper or something like that. Like, I know you you grappled <laughs> against him, but like like actual fight him would probably be a different story. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I mean, he he's he needs to fight somebody who's not good at striking, and he'll yeah. be able to hang with any of those guys because he is a great. He still can push the pace. He's still a good wrestler. Can do all that, but I really just don't care to see him fight again. Uh, when he's on yeah. the card, it means nothing to me anymore. So, thirty-eight and twenty-three, definitely a grizzled veteran. Uh, fits that <laughs> bill. But Bill Algio, Senior Perfecto, uh, Rear Naked Choke of T.J. Brown, those uh, Glory MMA guys are, have really uh, fallen by the wayside. Uh, he he was at one point a Glory MMA guy, right? Uh, I believe it was a James Krause. Yeah, um, that didn't work out. Yeah, I'm starting mean, to see the residual effect of the, <laughs> the fall off. Yeah, it's you know when when you're not with uh, the you know what's his name James the Greek Jimmy the Greek basically the the greatest <laughs> gambler in the history of MMA. You, it's kind of tough, but how about Brandon Royval taking out your boy Nicolau? That was uh, that was kind of not, not crazy That's shocking, the, but like it was it, it surprised me. It came out of nowhere, it was smooth, quick. 
Yep. You know, not much behind it. Just, just, just threw it out. There's a I, dude. I saw so many people on Roy Val, and I just didn't do it. And I'm fucking pissed. Yep. I'm so pissed at myself. I because this card in general felt good, and like I took Algio. The first round was a struggle, but then he got through it. Took T.J. Brown out, and Roy Val, man, he's just a dog. I know his nickname is Raw Dog, but man, he just doesn't. He's just so. It, it seems like he's getting better too. You know, he's starting to 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 really find those creases. He's starting to find those openings, those, those chances, and he's taking advantage. And honestly, you know, some of his losses, they're, just, they're tough losses, but they're also kind of like, you know, the, the Moreno loss was very fluky with the shoulder injury. Uh, I know he lost to Casey Kenny a while ago in LFA, but they run it back. We, we know what's going to happen there. And then the Pantoja loss, he was doing well against Pantoja. And then, you know, uh, one of the best uh, jujitsu guys in the division in the UFC got his back and that was it. So, I would love to see him run it back with, I guess, maybe the winner. or Yeah, the winner, I guess, of that. Um, or the loser. I, it doesn't matter. I really want to see Roy Vall at the top um, getting close or getting uh, that title shot. How about, like, uh, how about, uh, we are here. Zach Cummings, Ed Herman. Zach Cummings takes him out in the third round, and then both of them lay their gloves, put their swords down in the middle of the octagon. And retire. Was, it was a good moment, honestly. I, that I was honestly like, fucking tear jerking. I would sad, like to like, have some fun with this, but it really was a cool, <laughs> you know. It, it was, it was, it's, and it's the right time. Let's just say that. Yeah, for I like sure. when the I, UFC exactly. does this when like they put two old guys together and let them, as opposed to letting letting somebody get maimed by a uh, you know some animal like a Jolton Almeida fighting like Ed Herman. <laughs> You're like, what, why are we doing this? <laughs> so I'm glad they did something. And cool it was a like good story. For Cummings, I guess he's from KC, right? Or from Missouri. Where he so. started his career fighting there. Um, he looked good. I mean, this, he was, you know, Ed Herman's a goddamn punch bag at this stage of his life. Yeah. I had Cummings inside the distance, and for the longest time, I'm like, what are you doing? Hit him two more times. He's going to fold. And then eventually did. Um, so, yeah, honestly, good moment. Uh, shout out to the Short Fuse. What's the game, Short Fuse? He had a good career. Honestly, he's, you know, had his uh, fair share of legendary moments, so hopefully um, a good uh, career for both of them outside of fighting. Jillian Robertson with the arm bar against Pierre Rodriguez. She tried to claim that she did not tap, but, you know. She yeah, definitely tapped. Definitely tapped. Um, <laughs> easy work. Easy, easy work. I was big on Jillian. Uh, money line and sub. Pierre Rodriguez, not good. She has. She was undefeated. I think that's – I think we're going to start uh, fading these – uh, undefeated fighters against grizzled vets. Uh, I guess in the fight that we're about to say next, uh, you could say the opposite, but I think that was a different, uh, different matchup. Yeah, I, uh, I did have that. I've, I've been using that method. The Watterson Gomez, kind of, I just felt a little bit short on that, but I feel, yeah. still feel like well, I was on I mean, the right side of that. Just a little to, bit, yeah. Any other night, you probably hit that. So uh, Daniel Zellhuber took care of business against Lando Venata. Uh, just he looked. He looked, he looked a lot better, I would yeah, say, right? Yeah, that's exactly how I thought. It was just like not crazy impressed, but he, he almost got good. him out of there in the first. Um, obviously, he you know kind of kind of blew it after that, but whatever. He still got the win. Uh, he's still like 23, 22, 24. So um, yeah, uh, residual, gradual, should say uh, improvements from from him um, should should be good. Should be fun to see the Golden Boy, Denise Gomes. Takes care of Gomez, Oof. however you like to. Uh, eliminates <laughs> Brazil <laughs> from our consciousness. Uh, yeah, you know, good. That's, that's a good look for Denise. Boy, Brazil man. is uh, 
I I don't know if she enjoys getting punched. It doesn't look like she enjoys getting punched, but she definitely welcomes it yeah. uh, without much, much no resistance. resistance. Did, <laughs> did, <laughs> did you know Denise Gomes is um, the girlfriend of Carol Hosa? Really? So we're going to look for a uh, clean sweep from the couple this weekend, um, possibly. Possibly. Uh, how, how do you say this gentleman's name? Gaston Bolianos? Gaston Bolaños. Bolaños. All right. He takes care of business against Aaron Phillips. Uh, were you impressed by Mr. Bolaños? He has some good hands. He has some good power. All-around game is a little clunky. Um, dream killer. It looks like, yeah. It looks like he can do some damage on top, but also like he can just get flipped. Um, he looks like a, a, a good hammer. We'll see how good of a nail he is. You know, one of those situations. Being at 135, I think uh, we could see him being some explosive matchups. I think he has some potential, but not much. I, I don't rate him too highly, but uh, I do like the Peruvian. I think he's Peruvian, right? Is that uh, Peru? Okay, yeah. Yes. They have the best, uh, apparently Lima. the best food in South America. There you go. And Jocelyn Edwards takes care of Pudilova, which no one really uh, wanted to watch this fight or wanted to gamble on this fight. We probably would not have had a pick. But I would lean Josh, Jocelyn Edwards, but she has lost me some money in the past. So, uh, Word is that this is one of the worst decisions of 2023, and I agree because really? I don't understand how Jocelyn Edwards, how Jocelyn Edwards won this fight. But um, you know, since it was the opening bout, since nobody really uh, cares about either women, I like Lucy Kolova. She's got a lot better since she got cut. I think she's uh, you know her wrestling's gotten a lot better. I, again, man, I, I don't know how Jocelyn Edwards won this fight. Um, you know, for <laughs> I think it's kind of ironic. You know, we're coming to KC, uh, you know, where obviously the whole James Krause situation <laughs> happened, and that's where he's from. That's where all, you know, all the guys he trains fight the, out the of. The new Las Vegas, they're calling it. And then the first fight of the Kansas City card is a garbage decision. Just it's very fitting. Also, during the whole night, I don't know if you realize, uh, every ref besides uh, Jason Herzog struck, I guess Keith Peterson too, uh, There's only two other refs, Dwayne Bess and Nick Behrens. They were brutal. Yeah, brutal. Wow. Um, and apparently Jason Herzog had to have a talk with uh, with Dwayne Bess before the before the Denise Gomez fight. And uh, he adjusted. He didn't – it's funny. They kept telling fighters – they kept talking to them like, can you shut the fuck up, please? Like, it's fine if you say, hey, keep your hands out of the fence or this and that. But, like, all they kept doing, hey, keep your hands out of the gloves. Hey, move. Hey, you guys got to advance situ- – Every three seconds, like nobody, nobody came here for that. Nobody yeah. wants to no, hear or see you guys doing it. Jason Herzog, what did he do? Stayed the fuck away. It's completely what you're. It's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, in the in the Venata Zellkeeper fight, he stayed away and let Venata recover, and he recovered. So, uh, and then Keith Peterson's catching flack from Pierre Rodriguez, but you know she knows she's tapped. She knows she tapped. And then Billy Q, when he got knocked out, was like, "Hey, what happened? Why'd you stop the fight?" It's like, well, bro. You know what Why don't day you of the look up at the screen, brother? <laughs> so, uh, honestly, a pretty overall exciting night. I guess Billy Q uh, and or um, TJ Brown and Bill Algio got 50K. Yeah. Edson got 50K. Roy Val mm-hmm. and Jillian got 50K. Very well-deserved. I think Denise could have got 50K because she put on a pretty good performance in her debut. I think it was her debut. Um, but all around, pretty good card. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too mad at it. I, I, I sometimes they, they do really well with the matchups for these cards. Like you'll see names like, ah, not interested. But then you watch the fights, you're like, oh, wow. So I think it was um, an example of 
of that. I think also, they've, they've um, always been good at that for the, for the most part. Uh, I mean, they, yeah. they, they mess definitely sometimes where they're just trying to, I mean, you know, for the record, yeah. Sean O'Malley and Eddie, Eddie Wineland will always be like, what are we doing here? But that was just for the highlight <laughs> oh reel, basically. Oh, my God. So. I, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget Mr. Wineland. Uh, like, literally just do it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Falling the way he fell. He fell like in a circle. Yeah. He, like, rocked and fell. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, that's the land of wind and ghosts. That's where that came from. That's why was the originator. That's why he's the patron saint the of wind. the land of wind and ghosts. <laughs> the shadow realm. Uh, he is the leader. The but, shadow realm king. Uh, we talked about how or, or who got the uh, bonuses and everything. Uh, overall, just a, a good night of fights. That's why we're going to move on here, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally at Pavlovich versus Blades. This is going to be the apex. This is UFC Vegas 71. We on this podcast have been big supporters of Mr. Pavlovich. This is a huge test for him. And this, who, basically, whoever wins this is going to fight for the heavyweight title next. Uh, we don't know against who. Because apparently John is going to walk away already. He's uh, already lining up his <laughs> retirement fight. Always finds a way to make himself unlikable somehow. Something. He, he just really is the best at that. But him and Floyd have a na- and Floyd was more likable. I also I think that Floyd was more likable because he's like kind of an idiot. Not kind of. I mean they're both idiots. Him and John. But I think he's more like you know obviously with the whole fifty cent thing and the whole you know him failing to read. Uh, you know, people think of him as more of an idiot, but they both of them managed to just like insert their little selfishness out into the world and get themselves talked about, and even even without saying much. Yeah, it doesn't take. You and know, it's much not even in the right to, way. It's like, yo, know, I'd fuck up. Uh, you know, Miocic. We're like, oh yeah, all right, like let's go, like right. you know, or like calling out Miocic. But then it's like my retirement fight after we just waited three years for you to come back and fight Cyril Gunn at heavyweight. It's just. Come on, man. Like, let's get the Miocic fight out of the way first, and then, like, if you and then like walk away, that's fine. But then it would be right. like, then you're basically just handing the division over to Pavlovich and Almeida, because that's what uh, ultimately that would be the super fight that is going to come down the pike oh, at man. some point. I don't and know this, what would happen. If this that podcast happen will probably you. have to go do a live show we'd outside have, of the arena that night. <laughs> we'd have to be no, 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 inside the arena. Oh, uh, we'll, to yeah. live. I'll tell Dana. Next to Bruce listen to every podcast where Almeida and Pavlovich were fighting. We've been losing our fucking minds ever since that guy. Stepped foot in an octagon. Almeida, for, for sure, we've been losing our minds about. But yeah, let's get I back. This is not any. Let's not look forward because Pavlovich is the, has a tough test up against him. Uh, he's the underdog this weekend against Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades, uh, probably the best wrestler in the division, minus uh, John Jones, has always just had his way with people other than Derek Lewis and Nganu, unless he gets eliminated or, you know. It, at some point yeah. early on in these fights, he usually has his way on the ground with them, and uh, I guess, I guess I understand why he is the uh, the what's it called the what's it oh, Jesus Christ favorite the favorite. Oh my God, my brain just short circuited. Let me sneak a little bit of water in here because apparently I'm struggling. But Let's see what's in that water. But Pav- hey, I wish. But Pavlovich. I don't know, man. That's a tough. I mean, plus one forty. This is going to be tough to pass over. He's going to have to take him down and hold him down. We've really never seen Pavlovich. You know, in theory, I'm sitting here like, yeah, I could see him getting ragdolled, not being able to get back up. But Pavlovich is a force of nature. He himself is not a small guy. So I guess I will ask you first, since I'm a little pussy. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? <coughs> 
Man, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about Curtis Blades. I think he's a little underrated. Um, I think, obviously, you know, the, the, the plan is going to be to take him down and um, kind of do what Alistar Overeem did to Sergey Pavlovich. It was his UFC debut, right, uh, in 2018, and he did take, I think, three years off after the Maurice Green fight, and then he came back looking different. He got Shamil <clears throat> Abdurakhmanov out of there. He got Derek Lewis and Tai Toivasa out of there pretty much at the same exact time, yeah, under he, a minute. He's eliminated both of them very quickly. Um, but, you know, also you, you got to look at both of those wins. Uh, tai Toivasa, a couple, just two months before that, took a beating from Cyril Gaon. Yeah. To, you know, not taking much time off um, at all. I mean, that's, I think, what, three or four rounds, right? That went three and a half or four rounds. That's just a sustained beating, man. And then Derek Lewis, he was pretty much cooked at, uh, before that. Uh, Shamil Abdurakhanov, uh, you know. I mean, he was in the oven for a long time before that. Maurice, <laughs> Maurice, Maurice Green is in the PFL, and he's not even really doing well. Uh, Marcelo Golm, I mean, come on. Um, it's it's really tough to fight over him in your UFC debut. I mean, that's like one of the scariest people to ever grace uh, any kind of ring in combat history of the world, right? Um, and he got put on his back. And honestly, what I just I just didn't like, and he was doing well. Before he got put on his back by Overeem, but he got put on his back and he couldn't really do much. He kind of got flat, flattened out on his back, if you will. Uh, shoulders on the mat, you know, not really, not really any fundamental get-up game. So that really worries me because that's, I mean, Curtis Blades. You know, if if Overeem is doing, I think Curtis Blades can easily do that. Curtis Blades is a big boy. Uh, not to say Sergey Pavlovich isn't, but I think Blades is a little taller. Not sure who's stronger. Honestly, they're both. They're both. I, I never know who, uh, how to guess or how to estimate which heavyweight is stronger. I, I just never. I guess I look at who weighs more, but I think they both. I think Pavlovich struggles, not struggles, but he uh, he pretty much teeters at the uh, heavyweight limit as as his blades around two fifty, two sixty. So I guess this really just depends if you think Pavlovich is going to get him out of there quick. Because if he doesn't, I, I don't know if his gas tank's going to hold up. I don't know if his Chin's even going to hold up. We've seen Curtis Blades put people out. Ask Chris Dawkins about Curtis Blades' hands, you know? Yeah. Um, ask Junior Dos Santos. Uh, remember, he elbowed the fuck out of Shamil Abdurakhmanov. So, like, and we have seen him put out Derek Lewis, uh, Francis Ngannou. Uh, Francis Ngannou twice, I think. I think the first one was a, was a Dr. Stoppage. I forget. It was way back in 2016. Dr. Stoppage! But... <laughs> Even then, in the first one, he got two takedowns on Francis. He's going to get his takedowns. Um, yeah. That's that's just what's going to happen. He got ten against Mark Hunt. Um, he got seven against Justin Willis. He got fourteen against um, Alexander Volkov. Oddly enough, though, he was zero three against Derek Lewis in I think about six minutes of action. Which maybe it was just a, an, an anomaly. But Derek Lewis is very easy to take down and hold down. You know, like he he more he's more of an explosive guy. So. Uh, that's, that kind of worries me, but I, you know, and he didn't go for any take, he didn't get any takedowns in the Dawkins fight, but also in that fight, I think he, he, he viewed that as a, as a test with his hands. Um, and he passed that test. He knocked him, he knocked him out pretty well. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how this fight goes. I got Curtis blades. I think he's going to ground and pound him and with some, uh, razor blade elbows, um, I don't know if he has any subs right now. He doesn't have any subs, so, so that one probably sub won't in happen, his career, but... which is insane. I, I would love. I was just yeah. looking at that. I would love to take that, but I can't. Yeah, I feel that. You just betting on something that probably won't happen, even though it could and should. 
but probably won't. I got Curtis Blades here. I really want to take Sergey Pavlich. I just think this is a bad matchup for him. Um, you know, Curtis Blades power wrestling with his he's got good hands. I don't necessarily think he's chinny, but he has gone out a couple times, you know. He got hit um, with a nuke I, against Derek Lewis, though, so I can't hold that against right. him. I mean, the, two, the beating, three guys who have beat him throw, like, like next-generational power, like biblical right. power, so it's not the and same. You can say, and you can say Pavlich has, has some awesome power and really oh, yeah. good power, too, but I just I, I got to take a look at who he's fought, and, you know, there's only one blemish, and that blemish, uh, it, it's kind of just matches up with Blades' style. I'm yep. going to go Curtis Blades here. I'm going to go Curtis Blades inside the distance as well. I think he's going to get it done, ground a pound, second or third. It's obviously, not going five rounds, but um, I, you know, I could see why you'd be on Pavlovich. I mean, I've liked him up for a while, so have you. And uh, bad matchup, but I think this is time for him to run into a, a roadblock. Listen, I would love <clears throat> to sit here and tell you I'm confident in Pavlovich and I'm rooting for uh, – I am rooting for Pavlovich because I just like the way he fights. I think he's entertaining. But like you said, I'm going to have to see it first before I put my money behind it and uh, count yeah. on something that I've never seen before, and that is him fight a guy who's going to push the grappling and try to push him up against the fence and take him down. If you're letting Alistair Overeem – and Alistair Overeem is no stiff, but if you're letting him take you down, and his specialty is a stand-up kickboxer – yeah, uh, I, I'm not confident that you're going to be able to keep Curtis Blades off you because Curtis Blades, in the history of his of his career, has really had no trouble taking people down. And even if, like you said, he he does struggle, he either you know he gets knocked out by a Derek Lewis by a crazy uppercut that was just perfect, or he he grinds you out. And he's fought Jarzinho's and the Chris Dawkins and Tom Aspinall, which was a freak one. But I'm not even holding that against him. A Volkov, you know, he's been in there with him and gone to a unanimous decision. You know, a Junior Dos Santos who was cooked, but he's been in there with a a lot of, you know, I just like his uh, skill level and competition level as opposed to even a Mark Hunt who was still, you know, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous guy. Uh, He took over and down four times. I know MMA math, you know, obviously – but I think that's I think that's very um, telling. I think yes. I, I think that's I, the I best way wrong. to explain it. I'm, you know, I'm with you, you. I'm with you. You stand and trade. You know, you, you know, anything you go out can on the happen. Battlefield and just stand there. You're going to get shot. So like, I think he weathers the early storm. Honestly, I think he can take a solid shot. I, I know Pavlovich is power, but I don't think uh, you know if anything happens here. I think maybe Pavlovich rocks him, but I don't think he just hits him once and, and uh, blades falls. Plus, I think, honestly, Curtis Blades is locked in. I think he, he's been chasing um, a title shot. He's been chasing respect. I think with this win, he's – I mean, who, who who is next for a title shot after Sipe? It's, it's got to be Curtis Blades, right? Yeah, it's And him. then you can push the – you can push the Curtis Blades, John Jones, not to count count the uh, John Jones chickens before they hatch. Eggs before they hatch? Chickens before they hatch? I don't know. Um, but I think I think John takes care of Sipe. And then you get it – Honestly, I think John and Curtis Blades would be interesting. It's just two Absolutely. power wrestlers, two big boys, the probably the two of the best wrestlers at heavyweight now and even in recent memory. And, you know, I think they're probably going to – it's probably going to be a little bit of a grudge match. There's some bad blood there for sure. Um, and I think Curtis Blades sees the opportunity he has, and I think he's going to capitalize. I think, Kurt, like you said, Curtis Blades has been chasing a John Jones fight for a long time. He's wow, kind right. of been calling him out for this. a few years. And like you said, he's also been chasing respect. Because whenever he's right there on the cusp, he's falling short. This is his opportunity to cement a title shot and cement him as the best contender in the in the heavyweight division. 
minus a John Jones, minus a Steve Miocic fight, which seems like it's already a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. is going to happen. He goes out and eliminates Pavlovich. He might be able to jump the line if a Miocic doesn't want to get in there. You know, because that's, that's right. a lot of or that he, conversation going on. So, absolutely. Or uh, so, you never know with John or Steve. Um, no, because... they're very fickle. You don't know what you know who who's who's in the wrong. Who doesn't want to fight? I mean, Miocic fights up. once uh, every two years, and it's for the title every time. So yeah, and he gets killed almost every time. Yeah. John wakes up and starts tweeting about uh, you know. Random shit that you don't even know what he's talking about, and then Fran, uh, Stipe's out here, you know, chasing fires, and Francis. Nobody knows what Francis wants to do. So, um, yeah, I I don't want to seem like I'm too confident or extremely confident, or it's a lock, but I, I think Blades takes care of business here, man. I, I think the only reason he didn't take Chris Dawkins down was because he didn't need to. He could strike with Chris Dawkins uh, for Nobody. ten rounds. Yeah, if he well, there's to. a reason he's no? going down because I mean, it's exactly. really there's really no reason and. <laughs> For the higher level of MMA uh, guys in the UFC to respect Chris Dawkins' game, he does not really prevent any pro- present any problems other than he's got some yeah. hands. He can box a little bit, but he right, really but doesn't take a shot well. First. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. So, Brad Tavares, Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva coming off two losses. Gerald Mearshart, Alex Pajeda. Uh, went the distance with Pajeda, so that's uh, I mean, a notch on his belt that he was able to take those shots. But when is the last time Brad Tavares has been in there? It seems like it's been I think a while. He was just in there with was it Drickus or Dris, yeah, Drickus Duplessis. Before that, it was 2021. Uh, uh, Omari Akhmedov. He went to a split decision on Poirier McGregor three. So that was not great. Yeah, that, that goes to show you. And then before that, Shoe Face was in there with. So don't you, even know where you know, he is anymore. You know, I love, I love some Shoe Face. Uh, Cara de Zapato <laughs> is his new nickname on there. He is in the that. PFL. His last fight was 2022, where he took out. Bruce Soto. So, fought a bunch of guys I've brother, never heard of. Brother of Juan. Yeah. So, Brad Tavares getting back in there. It's been a little under a year, three months removed of a year. Uh, he, he's going to fight Bruno Silva. I, I don't really – Tavares is a minus 170 favorite here. I don't really like anything, to be honest, on this call, on this fight. So, I guess I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's a weird fight, right? T- Tavares is um, – I thought he did good against Strickus. Um you know, he was landing some strikes. He had some uh, uh, bits of success, but he just doesn't have power. <clears throat> I, I think he has one one UFC knockout finish, maybe two finishes in his <clears throat> UFC career. My voice is struggling. <clears throat> Let's see. Let us see. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't really get it done, man. Only his career in general, just five TKOs, two subs. <clears throat> um, getting older. Uh, the durability is starting to wear down. Um I, you know, I like what he does. He he can he can counter guys. <clears throat> he lands some pretty good kicks. He does some decent things. Pretty good all around. <clears throat> does a good job of not getting taken down. I think he has gotten better in recent <laughs> in recent recent years. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that Izzy fight. I'm saying a lot changed after that Izzy fight. I think because that was a that was a pretty big beating he took, and then you know he got knocked out by Edmund Shabazi right after. And then he had the rebound against a couple, you know, PFL guys. But I just, you know, and I, I want to take Bruno Silva here, but you know, he's thirty-three himself. He he rebounded off of that, you know, solid win, uh, solid win, solid loss against Alex Pereira. Went the distance with Alex Pereira. Took down Alex Pereira. Took some shots yeah. from Alex Pereira. And then he gets absolutely steamrolled and the brakes beat off of him by Gerald Mearshart. I, I don't even know how. 
<clears throat> like truly, I don't, I, I just don't know how. Um, and then obviously gets guillotine in the third, but I, honestly, if I, I really want to go Bruno Silva, you know, he doesn't go for the takedowns ever. Right. Uh, he has no submission wins in his career, six submission losses, but he has uh, I think he has a jujitsu background. He has a, he has that awkward striking style that I think is, is, and he also hits really hard. I think I, I just think he's going to get done. He has a lot of experience before the UFC. I mean, he was going to Russia and, you know, he knocked out Alexander Shlomenko in Russia. Uh, and then he knocked out not Arden Lobov, but Arden Frolov. So, um, who was an undefeated uh, Russian in M1. I just think he's going to get it done. I, <clears throat> I don't really trust him. I kind of want to bet him, but I'm just, Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think, I, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to bet his money line uh, just to win straight up. Parlay. I haven't parlay really liked, action, maybe. Yeah, I haven't really liked what I saw from Brett Tavares lately. Uh, I think he's probably at the end of the road. Taking taking a lot of just a lot of damage, and um, yeah, I think Bruno Silva still has a little bit left. I think he can. I think it's a pretty decent matchup for him. Um, I think there's gonna be openings for him to get some wrestling, grappling work done, but he probably won't probably won't do it. So, um, yeah, not we'll see. Uh, we'll see what I what I think come uh, come betting time. But I think Bruno Silva's the play. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, if anything, I might. I don't trust Bruno Silva. Uh, I look at his three wins before those two, uh, two losses of recent, and they were to Wellington Terman. Um, oh, I can't forget. I, let me pull it up real quick. Jordan Wright, off, right? Andrew and, Sanchez. Uh, Anderson, yeah. I mean, you know, this is just, yeah, that, that's great. tough luck. But uh, I, I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from this. Like, you know, so it's yeah. kind of hard to... It's hard to engage here. You're staying away. I think I should... You're telling me to stay away. I think Basically. I might have to listen to you. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I, if anything, I'd take Tavares inside the distance just because... But he hasn't really finished people, so I really would just stay away from this if, I, if I'm being... Uh, if I'm giving yeah. sound advice. So, And I'm going to stay away. So, But there, there is my lean. I'll have to give the people something. Bobby Green, Jared Gordon. Bobby Green's a minus 260s, 275 favorite here. I find that interesting. I don't really understand that all that much. But, you know, Bobby Green showing up with $60,000 in cash at the uh, press conference. He is a, he's a strange cat. But Very Jared odd. Gordon coming off of his should-have-been win against Patty Pimlet. Uh, you know, he presents a problem. He really, uh, really does. I feel like this is a good matchup for him, too. I, I guess Bobby Green could uh, outstrike him and, and style on him for a little, you know, 15 minutes. But... Uh, Jared Gordon's taking shots well, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I struggle to find out why he's that big of a favorite. Of recent, he's looked good, uh, Jared Gordon, but I guess his level of competition hasn't been that great as opposed to a Bobby Green who's been in there with uh, a, a more higher level of fighter. You know, Two losses in a row, Drew Dober, Islam Makhachev, uh, Nasrat Hakparas. You can argue about uh, everything after that, but... What do you think here? I, I don't really like anything here either, uh, to be honest. I, I would I would stay away from this as well because there's really nothing to make money off of. I don't know if if you're going to bet uh, Bobby Green, you would hope for an inside the distance or maybe a decision bet, but I don't feel confident on either one of those. And I, I like Jared Gordon Moneyline, but I don't know if he, you know, there's a reason that he's a plus 240 underdog. So I guess, I, I guess I'll kick it back yeah. to you. Yeah, Bobby Green. <clears throat> I want to take <clears throat> Bobby Green or parlay him or something. But he fights uh, down to his competition a lot. Always. He, fights, you know, he gives away minutes. He gives away rounds. He you know, uh, he starts talking to guys, starts talking to people in there. Um, 
you know, uh, what was the one fight that he gave away? The Trinaldo fight, the Jakar Close fight, <clears throat> the Lando Venata fight, the Rashid Magomedov fight. Uh, you know, you can't really complain about it, any of those when it, when it becomes something that happens so much. Uh, lately, though, we know he's been finished twice in a row. Islam Makhachev, Drew Dober. So I guess, you know, you, you got to figure his durability is going to start to uh, wear down. He's getting older. Him and Jared Gordon, I think they're both in their 34 or 36 range. Um, I want to take Jared Gordon here, but, I, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to get get takedowns. I don't think he's going to win the wrestling exchanges. Uh, you know, he only has a 40% takedown accuracy, and I think Bobby Green's about 75% takedown defense. Um, he's been no- notoriously hard to take down Bobby Green in his career. Yeah. And Jared Gordon, you know, he, he took down Patty, uh, but he also got absolutely dominated on the map by Grant Dawson. Uh, even Joe Selecki took him down a bunch of times and almost, you know, could have won that fight. Uh, I think Danny Chavez got him down. Charles Oliveira took him, uh, actually didn't take him down, just knocked him the fuck out. Um, I think this is, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think this is another fight where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to take it. Uh, bet anything or take anything. I got yeah. Bobby Green by decision. Uh, if, I think honestly, I, I think you take either of these guys by split, you might be on to something because it's going to be a close fight. And there's going to be uh, the third round is going to be probably there's going to be at least one round where you're like, I don't know who won that. Yeah. So Jared Green's going to need to wrestle. I don't think he can stand and strike with him. I do like no. his left hook. He was landing it over and over and over on Patty, but Bobby Green likes to move. Patty Pimble does not like the move. So, uh, and Bobby Green also fires back, so yeah. Bobby's quicker. I feel like. I mean, Patty's quick, but his, like you said, his striking defense isn't good. Bobby fights a lot with his right. hands down, but he's able to get in and out of those spots. Unless you're a really good striker, and you can. I mean, Drew Dober is a little bit of an anomaly because he's just so powerful and just a big boy, intense yeah. athlete. And uh, you know, I mean, but it really just depends on what version of Bobby Green shows up. Because sometimes he's locked That's in true. when he's fighting like an ally of Quinta, and he just, you know, the, the, it come. I could see this fight kind of playing out like that, where Jared Gordon's trying to push him against the fence, he gets caught. But I could also see, you know, Bobby trying to go crazy and getting taken down a few times, and, and just kind of stealing rounds. I do think inside the distance is not a good play here, even though of course it could happen. But I'm going to stay away from this. I would lean Jared Gordon a little bit. But I, not enough to bet it. Like, there's a reason Bobby Green's a favorite. I just don't like Bobby Green at that big of a number. Yeah. Also, <laughs> showing up with all that money, like you said, he's he's not a very um, profitable guy to bet on. I think no. it's a very fair way of putting it. Plus 6,600, as always, the draw. Just saying. Um, always yeah, there. I'm staying away from this. The, <laughs> the line's way too large. And I don't, again, tr- I don't trust anybody. Yasmin Lucindo. Is that how you say it? Lucindo? Yeah. All right, there you go. Against Brogan Walker. Lost the Sanchez. But that used to be involved at some point, I feel like. Uh, she just took a pounding from uh, Juju Miller. And we just saw what happened to Juju in the fight before that. I don't know enough about either one of these ladies. I hope that they adjust this because I don't know why this fight is this high on the card. But... Uh, let me see, let me guess. I guess check line on this. Uh, Walker is a plus two seventy two sixty five underdog in this. They think Yasmin is going to walk through her. Apparently, I've never been impressed by Mrs. Walker. Uh, I don't know what to really take here. Uh, it seems like there's eight KO wins on uh, Lucindo's record. Uh, she's been subbed a few times. She's lost a few decisions. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's a only twenty one. Yeah, and it's an overwhelming majority, and she's Brazilian, right? So you just, you know, yeah. they 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 come into the UFC for the most part ready. It depends. 
the, some of them are frauds, but you, you never know until they get in there. And uh, the, the she fought a uh, the, what was her name? Yasmin Yorgi. Yorgi. Yeah, she was. She that was. That fight good. was nasty. Yeah, and that was a good fight. She just took out Estella Nunez uh, with a ground and pound. So I mean, she's no Easy joke works. either. It's not a. Uh, wasn't like she was fighting some stiff and lost. So. I like Lucindo here, and I think I might even take her inside the distance because uh, I just walk. Broken Walker really presented no problems to Juju, and she, uh, like, you know. <laughs> I, I actually like a TKO here. I, I don't know about a sub, even a submission. Uh, I think a TKO yeah. here would probably be a good bet if you can get it at a good number. Lucindo is plus 360 TKO. Her submission is plus 900. Inside the distance is plus 190. I'm going to take TKO plus 360. I like that. The only thing that's making me stay away is the uncertainty of what happens when one of these is hurt, one of these fighters are hurt. Like when Bergen Walker's like, you know what? I've had enough. Juliana Miller's bum ass just beat the shit out of me, and now I have this Brazilian tank on top of me, and now I'm just gonna give up my neck, and now I'm gonna get choked out. Like I, you know, what I mean, something like oh, that yeah. scares me. But I like your TKO bet. I'm gonna take Lucindo inside the distance just to keep it safe. I like that. Um, Bergen Walker's not good. I never thought she was good. I, I think I bet her against Juliana Miller, and then I watched the fight. I'm like, wow, maybe Juliana Miller is good. And then Juliana Miller got absolutely shit on by um, Veronica Hardy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and Veronica Hardy was out for like four years after having like concussion problems at like age 23. So, again, Bergen Walker, she's not young either. She's like 34. Uh, Yasmin Wilson is 21. You know, maybe she can make rookie mistakes and twenty-one-year-old uh, mistakes, but I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, she can make all the mistakes in the world. Bergen Walker, I don't think is really good at anything. Um, easy, easy decision here. Um, I think Lucindo gets it done and looks good doing it. Jeremiah Wells, Matt Semmelsberger. This is a nice, nice matchup here on this card. Uh, Jeremiah Wells, I believe, is a Philly gentleman who, or at least, trains in Philadelphia with these guys. Yep. Uh, and he is fighting a man who brings the fight every time he's in there. He takes a lot of damage, but he just, you know, he looked good against Jake Matthews. And I, I would have told you before that, I mean, Jake Matthews really has kind of been an up and down kind of guy. But after that win against Filajo, I was like, oh my God, like, I think I had Matthews and he just, he kept dropping Matthews, right? If I remember correctly, I don't, so, I don't yeah. recall the stats on that fight, but I'm really lost here as to what to bet. I mean, it seems like Vegas is too. Minus 110, minus 110 on a lot of these books. Uh, I I lean a, a Jeremiah Wells here. Just be, I mean, he's older. He definitely is, right? Yeah, I mean, he, Jesus. Yeah. He's almost... I think uh, they're both... Co- they're almost uh, some burgers are like... Yeah. He's not a young prospect. Uh, you know, I just... This is another one. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think we have a couple of these fights like this. Like, there's a couple of fights that I saw were pretty much dead pickums. There was like three or four. Uh, I looked a couple of days that were pretty much dead pickums. And you know, I kind of like Semelsberger, right? He, he does some good things, but man, getting getting outstruck and, and letting Alex Morano hit you as much as he let him yeah, hit him, and he couldn't and get AJ him out of Fletcher. There. AJ and he lost. AJ yeah. Fletcher had some success. Took him down a couple times. Um, had a couple sub attempts. Obviously, the Martin Sano fight that was. <laughs> Honestly, if there was one time in history in the world I could flash back to, it would be September 24th, 2021, where we're on the eve of Vulcan Ortega. And I took out a loan, or I hit up somebody and said, hey, how can I get all this money and put it all in Matthew Semelsberger to win inside the distance? Or one minute. 
He wanted 15 seconds. Pretty much the first punch he threw landed, and Martin Sano said, I'm just going to go lay, sleep. I go sleep here. <laughs> not, not, not time. Um, I kind of see Jeremiah Wells. I, I, I think I kind of see this fight going how the Semmelsberger Chaos Williams fight went. I think I don't know if Wells is better than Chaos. I think he could be. I think he's more well-rounded. I think he. they're both athletic. Jeremiah Wells is a big boy. Big boy. He's very explosive. I think that's going to hurt him in later rounds. And we haven't seen it, right? He fought Worley Alves. That ended basically, uh, you know, right at the beginning of the second. Uh, he got Blood Diamond out of there quick. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, come on now. Blood Diamond. Uh, and then Court McGee, you know, that didn't last well. It's three really bad opponents, in my opinion. Semmelsberger is a huge step up. But I like who uh, Jeremiah Wells trains with. I like his all-around game. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He hits hard. Um, his takedown accuracy isn't great. You know, I don't, I don't think his, uh, you know, I don't know how easy it'll be getting Semmelsberger's down. Semmelsberger has a 61 takedown defense, 77% takedown accuracy. So he goes for himself. This is going to be a fun fight. Uh, I could see it getting, you know, uh, them reversing each other, exchanging punches on the feet. I like Semmelsberger a lot, but man, he's just eaten so many punches over the years that it's going to catch know, up with him at some point. Carlton, yeah, Carlton Manus or minus whatever you say, he landed like 80 strikes on him. I think Jeremiah Wells gets it done, but yeah, this is a, a spot where, like, after the first round, if you see Wells starting to fade, maybe you live bet Semmelsberger. You know what I mean? Something like the um, Billy, not Billy Q, who was it? Was it Billy Q and uh, Alexander Hernandez? Where Hernandez won the first round, then just wore down. Um, I think so. I think that's exactly who it was because he just gassed completely. Yeah, it could be. It could be like that. But again, I'm not too sure. You know, we haven't seen honestly that much from Jeremiah Wells, but uh, he trains with some good guys. He's probably I got to back back the uh, the Philly boys. So give me Jeremiah Jeremiah Wells money line. All right. We got Wells money line minus 110 for you. Uh, I'm going to take inside the distance. I would love to take submission. I imagine I could see. Semmelsberger trying to maybe catch a uh, quick takedown or something and getting caught in a guillotine or uh, maybe getting cracked and then, uh, you know, Wells jumping on his back or something like that. But it's a lot of his numbers uh, as opposed to when it comes to finishes, uh, he's got five wins by TKO, four wins by submission, okay, and then two wins by decision. So he hasn't been finished. He does, you know, majority of his wins are finishes, and it's kind of even as to what what he actually gets done. So I'm going to take inside a distance, plus 150 here on the uh, card, and uh, we I like we, it. we keep it moving. I, I I like that one actually. So how about Ricky Glenn? He's got two draws on the on the list. Uh, he, he's playing Christos Gallegos, who is a fade machine on this podcast, but. You never really know, unless he's fighting Sean Soriano. Uh, the formerly <laughs> mentioned Carlton Minus, <laughs> he got a win against him. But, the uh, second mention of him. How about yeah, that? How about that? Ricky Glenn is a minus 150 favorite here. Uh, I don't really know what to make of Ricky Glenn. He took a, l- amount, a good amount of time off. He was Rick Glenn, right? And then he became Ricky Glenn, the gladiator. Yeah. He got a draw against Grant Dawson, which was kind of questionable. But then he just took two years off again so you know before that he loses to kevin aguilar which in in retrospect is a horrible horrible loss comes back yeah he comes back three years later and takes out uh joaquin silva which Mm. you know what's he up to and then the grant dawson draw uh, draw which is a good uh, i mean grant dawson is no bum but right now he's gonna get in there against christos gallegos 
Gallegos, like we said, we just don't know what to believe in him. Uh, I like Ricky Glenn here at minus 150, but I don't know what to take. So I guess I'll listen to your opinion and give my official prediction. Um, yeah, I think I like Ricky Glenn here. I think he... Um... You just don't know what, what... I mean, he's so much time in between these fights. You don't know what, what version of him is going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you look at some of his numbers. He eats a lot of strikes. His takedown accuracy, 13%. Not great. It's not good. Uh, he, de- he defends takedowns pretty well. Uh, Chris Ozyagos, you look at his numbers, eats a lot of shots. His striking accuracy isn't good. His take, he actually has uh, a negative striking ratio. He uh, absorbs more punches per minute than he lands. Never good. His takedown offense isn't good. He gets takedowns, but his accuracy, not great. His defense, not great. Um, I-, I was never big on Chris Ozyagos. I think he's there. Like he hangs around. Um, and if you don't, if you don't, um, let him off the hook. He can hang around. Like remember the like you said, the Sean Soriano fight uh, was kind of a nice little rally. You got that nice Dars, um, and the M- minus Manus fight. Eh, whatever. He's he's going to get takedowns. It seems like, but he also gets takedowns. Amir Hadzovic took him down. Jakar Close took him down twice. Um, I think Chris Wade way back in the day took him down four times. Um, I forgot he fought Gilbert Burns way back. Man, yeah. Aldo Mendez too. Woo. What so nice. yeah, I mean he's been around what nine nine years, man. So. I just thought his durability is starting to wane. The the Moises fight, you know, and the Sorokin fight were quick, quick ass beating. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm you know, I, I don't love Ricky Glenn, though. I don't love him. Yeah, I do like him. Yeah, I'm with I you. I do on like that. him. But this isn't one I can probably accurately predict. You know, if you look at who Ricky Glenn's fought just in general, I mean, you're, you're not really uh, looking at a who's who of, of opponents. So uh, taking some time off, I think that might be good. For Ricky Glenn, maybe we, uh, you know, he is a little bit older. Not too old, but a little bit older. So taking a little bit of time off can't hurt. Um, yeah, I, I lean Ricky Glenn here. I don't. I think I trust him more than Christos Yagos, but um, I don't have anything. And you're a smart man. This is going to be the inside the distance card because I'm not, I'm not fucking around tonight. <laughs> uh, I like, I, I like Glenn Moneyline. All right, but that minus right. 140, 150 is a little too much for me. So I'm going to have a little fun, take a shot down the field. You know, you guys know I like taking shots down the field. Inside the distance, plus 240. Boom. I just, uh, you just labeled why I don't trust uh, Gallegos. I mean, he was on, I'm pretty sure he was on the brink against Sean Soriano. And that was, uh, you know, I don't know. Sean, uh, Sean Soriano is not good. And yeah. The fact that we are even talking about that fight is not a good, not a good situation. Like you said, he was eliminated very quickly. Ricky Glenn taking the time off. I'd rather have the time off than getting eliminated. Uh, you know, so How about Ronnie Yaha. I know this is your favorite fighter against Montel Jackson. Uh, you love Yaha. You've uh, been trying to get him on the pod. He won't, he won't come on, fortunately. But Mr. Yaha is a plus four, four thirty underdog here to Montel Jackson. <laughs> Uh, is uh, Yaha, and he is. <laughs> I, I I don't like this at all. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just let you guys know right away. Uh, I think Mr. Yaha gets out of there very quickly. Uh, Yaha, and he is going to say Yaha as he is uh, gets eliminated. He hasn't Sleeping. fought since 2021 <laughs> against uh, you know Kung Hyo Kong. Is how you say that gentleman's name? Uh, Kung right? Hyo Kong. Yeah, he was getting. He was getting he was getting pieced up too. Ray Rodriguez, he got that arm triangle. Don't forget that. Ray Rodriguez has given a lot of people in the UFC a, a win that they probably shouldn't have. You know, he went the decision <laughs> with Ricky Simone, Luke Sanders, 
Russell Doan. I mean, these are guys we've never heard of again. Yeah, Russell Doan, I've never heard of. Ray the Judge Rodriguez. Yeah, don't forget. I mean, he was not good. I remember when he was in there. I was like, wow, this guy has no business being in the UFC. Um, He's not now. Yeah, and Montel Jackson should get him out of there, but I don't trust Montel Jackson to do that either. Do you? Yeah, no. This is is pretty much the ultimate, like, I think (laughs) – I, I did this in Montel's last fight. I'm like, this is the ultimate. This, this is where he's going to get the finish. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he did, he knocked JP Bays down like 15 times. I think JP Bays um got absolutely decimated in a minute by Cody Durden. It's just completely cooked. <clears throat> now I think a little bit of that was a resi- residual effect. He was already on a two fight losing streak. He got dumped. All the things. Um. Yeah, you know, that was an issue. You know, seeing Montel Jackson hurt guys and then go for a takedown and lay on them is like, okay, bro, what are you doing? He makes a lot of questionable decisions, but I think this is, a, you know, this is Ronnie Yaya is so old. I mean, he, he, he looks older than he is. What is he, 40, 38? Montel Jackson's eight years younger. He's got a four-inch height advantage. He has an eight-inch reach advantage. Uh, I mean, dude, he has some of the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, so, and honestly... Oddly enough, I think that's gonna that's gonna help him. If Ronnie Yaya gets in any kind of grappling situation, that's what he that's what he was gonna want to do, and that's how he's gonna win if he does. But you know, if he gets any kind of all, Montel Jackson has to do is grab Ronnie Yaya's wrist, and I don't know if he can like let if he'll ever let go. His hands are so big that it might literally stop a, uh, a submission from happening. And I think on the feed, this isn't even close. Montel Jackson is way too much for Ronnie Yaya. I know the consistency issues are. You know, obviously an issue, but you know he's knocked down uh, the last five guys he's fought. Fought, uh, knocked down Arce once, Bays four times, Jesse Strader twice, Brett Johns once. I know he lost that fight because he got taken down like ten times, but uh, while he was standing, he did his thing. Um, knocked down, he beat the brakes off of Felipe Claris, and you know Felipe Claris got knocked out by Chase Hooper, but Montel Jackson couldn't knock him out. So uh, a little concerning for sure. But I think this is I think he's gonna do it. I think this is the time to do it. He knocked out Jesse Strader and hasn't really done anything much since. Uh Ronnie Yayad, not not very durable. Not very good, honestly. I mean no. uh neg- negative striking ratio, and he doesn't even absorb that many strikes. That's how many how little he lands himself. Ricky Simone took him down a bunch of times. Your, your boy Russell Doan even took him down once. So um yeah, I think this is a good good uh good test for Montel Jackson to, to get that finish. Um, remember, uh, we were talking about Brian Keller. Was it Brian Keller? No, it was, um, fuck. What, what's the, the strong meathead wrestler's name that never got finishes. And then they gave him Eddie Wineland and knocked him the fuck out. Cody. No. Damn. What's his name? He fought uh, Song Yedong to a draw. Oh my God. He just beat the shit out of Eddie Wineland. And we're like, he wasn't getting any finishes, and we're like, I think that they gave him this fight just so he could knock him the fuck out. And then he did against the cage. Uh, Are you no. talking about Cody Stamen? Cody Stamen, that's it. I think this could be a case like that where you're like, all right, Cody, here's a layup. Punch him in the face a couple times, and Eddie Weinland will just – he'll melt. He won't even be there in the cage anymore. Um, I think if Montel – I mean, if this goes to the second or third round, Ronnie Yaya is going to have nothing. He's going to be shooting from far – I mean, the athletic advantage is not even close. Montel Jackson, one of the best athletes in the UFC. Uh, I got him big. I think he's going to win inside the distance here, so I'll take that. 
I'm with you. You've convinced me. Minus 130 inside the distance seems like a good play. Uh, I'm just going to keep betting this until eventually Montel finishes something. It's got to happen, right? So It's going to be this guy, this bag of bones. Yeah, if it's going to happen, maybe they'll just have to resurrect Eddie Wineland and get him in there to <laughs> feed, him a, feed him a finish. But Christ. How about it? How about it? It's about time. How about Carol Hosa, who we mentioned formerly on this podcast, against this podcast's favorite female fighter in, in, in all of mixed martial arts, Norma Dumont, getting back in there at 45 at her at her weight class. This is Norma Dumont owns 45. She yeah, is, she's the only one up there. Yeah, well, uh, there is no one up there, <laughs> it seems like. But she is a minus 115-120 favorite. Uh, we, you know, Dorm, Norma Dumont kind of disappointed us. The the the, the fight against Macy Chason, she kind of got. I mean, it, it was a split decision, but I didn't think it was uh, all that close. She took out Danielle Wolf, who Good had finisher. one MMA fight before that. Uh, Norma Dumont has two submissions on her record and six decisions. She, are you impressed by Miss Hosa? Uh, I mean, she has much more experience, it seems like, in the UFC, but. A loss of Sarah McMahon last year is not not great. Yeah. And, you know, and a majority decision against Lena Landsberg, Betch Kohea, these are all decisions. It doesn't seem like yeah. this is going to be a good one. But uh, I'm going to take no. Norma Dumont on Moneyline for the record. Okay. I like it. I I do like Carol Hosa, but I don't love her. You know, there's a lot, like you said, the McMahon fight, she got a takedown herself, and then she got controlled. And you're kind of worried, you know, asking about asking what's going on. Now she's moving up. I don't think. She's going to have that big of a disadvantage size-wise, physically, uh, physicality-wise. I guess we'll see. I could be completely wrong there because Norma's a big girl, 5'7". But they have the same reach. Um, I like uh, Carol Hosa lands a lot of strikes. I really like, uh, you know, when you see uh, women fighters, especially when they're at 135 or 145, I like seeing volume. 171 uh, strikes landed against Laura Procopio. She ate a lot. But 120 landed against Vanessa Mello. 125 landed against Betch Cohea. And, you know, she's beaten everybody that she's fought other than Sarah McMahon in the UFC. And that was kind of a tough matchup, I think. And, you know, obviously the Lena Landsberg fight, uh, not a great look. But I'm not trying to excuse her at all, at all you know, uh, give her any kind of excuses. But I think Norma Dumont not being able to get Daniel Wolf, Danielle Wolf out of there. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was, that was uh, not good. Macy Ch- Chase on doing whatever she wanted to her. The Aspen Ladd fight went, uh, I mean... I wish I could have 25 minutes of my life back more. I don't wish I could have 25 minutes of my life back more than I do can't in that, that moment. Can't believe that was a main event. What a um, disgusting excuse for a main event. What a disgusting... How about the co-main? Carlos Felipe and Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. How about the feature battle? Jim Miller, Eric Gonzalez. I mean, let me just stop the there. Ghost but pepper. The ghost pepper. The chili ghost pepper. Um, Ashley Evan Smith didn't get her out of there. Felicia Spencer almost lost. And then Megan Anderson, she, you know, she got smoked. So, Carol Hosa riding the high of Denise Gomez, getting a big win, getting a big finish. I got Carol Hosa. I think she could land. I think the, she's the better wrestler. I think she's a better grappler. Um, I don't trust either woman off their back, so I guess it's kind of, you know, whoever gets the takedown will probably control uh, that portion of the round. Um, and I think striking-wise, uh, I, I wouldn't ca- count Carol Hosa out against Norma Dumont. I think she's more active, more volume. Same reach. Uh, she throws more kicks. Um, I don't think she hits as hard, but I think that's about all Norma has going for her. But again, man, uh, two untrustworthy fighters fighting at an untrust- in an untrustworthy division. Um, I got Carol with some money line. 
All right, host of Moneyline plus 100 is Ty's pick. I'm going to stay away from this, but I like Norman Dumont. Uh, I just don't trust. Like, you just labeled it. Very two un- very untrustworthy fighters. I don't know which version of them is going to show up, and therefore I'm going to stay away. We got Mo Usman, You're one of your boys getting in there. The motor, Mo Usman. Uh, hoping to avenge his brother. This is a brother-on-brother battle. Junior Tafa getting in there, who was supposed to fight... Waldo Cortez Acosta in February, but that fight was canceled. Also, was supposed to fight Austin Lane. Uh, you know that that got canceled as well. Shout out Midnight to Train Lane. Austin Lane. What do the odds say? We got Mo Usman minus one ten. We got Junior Tafa minus one twelve. Uh, Usman, I have never been impressed by, but he continues to prove me wrong. Uh, what is this? You know, he's got a win against Pauga, which I th- I had I had faded him, and then that loss to Brandon Sales was not a good loss. He really didn't beat anyone on the contender series. Uh, they, that was not a good uh, level of competition on that on that season, to be honest, especially at heavyweight. Uh, Junior Tafa, I mean, neither one of these guys. You really don't have much to go off of. Uh, Junior yeah. Tafa has a little bit of boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. He's got a lot of shit on his record that he has gotten involved in but he's still undefeated at the uh in mma and he's fought a couple guys you know who aren't great but have you know obviously when you're starting off pretty much everyone has better level of competition or a better record you know uh, experience i should say uh, i think i like toffee here yeah i guess you know you really just again like you said there's nothing really you can go off of with junior toffee i think he fights a lot like his brother justin i think he's probably better but maybe maybe not and if he is it's not by much uh, he kind of reminds me of that, you know, New Zealander style, low kicks, volume, good chin, uh, just a dog really comes forward. Uh, he fought in Ryzen, he fought in Brave CF, he fought in Hex Fight Series. So he's kind of been around, um, a couple different regional promotions. I guess you wouldn't even call Ryzen regional, but yeah, like you said with Mo Usman, I, I don't know, man. I, he was losing to Zach Pauga before that big, big KO. Yeah. Um, Brandon Sales is not very good and he d- dominated Dominated Usman. Um, and that brand sales, I think, was like the... I forget where he was a champion at on the regional scene. Other than that, though, I mean, some of these guys that he... Uh, you know, he lost to Dante Mays, got destroyed by Dante Mays a couple years ago yep. in the, on the regional scene. Um, I guess maybe he could work his wrestling. You know, he's a big boy, right? So uh, he's going to be a lot bigger than than uh, Junior Tafa. I don't know the reach. I, there's just no, no information on Junior Tafa at all. But... Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Junior Tafa. I don't like Mar- uh, Kamar. I don't like Muhammad Usman. I think he's. No. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what he is. I think you know he got signed because of his name, and you know he got a big, big knockout, which is awesome, and got the people going. But he was losing that fight. Like you know, people don't admit it, but Zach Kauga stinks, and he was beating Muhammad Usman, uh, hitting hitting him a lot, pretty much at will. I think Junior Tafa is gonna do the same thing. Uh, come out here, style on him. I mean, you know, we'll see if Muhammad Usman can can wrestle. But I'm not going to bet anything. <laughs> I kind of want to, but I'm not going to bet anything just because they're both unknowns. And you know, I I, I like throwing money away, but I don't want to throw money away here. I'm going to take top of money line minus one ten. I just think Mo kind of sits on that right hand and and prays for a bomb to come. He doesn't really push the wrestling like you said. Like it would be his best avenue here, and maybe he will in this fight. But I, I don't know. I'd have to see it first. This is another one where I, I, I really don't know much, and it's kind of throwing money away. But this is more of a fade Usman sort of thing as opposed to a uh, Junior Tafa endorsement. So 
How about uh, William Gomez? Gomez. Gomez? The Jaguar. Getting in there. He's 11-2. and two. I believe the last time we saw him, he was fighting Jarno Ahrens. Uh, I think that was a at the France card. I think yeah. They, they, yeah, they rolled him out for that. Uh, he's fighting a Francis Marshall, who I know nothing about. Mr. Fire. The fire Marshall? Yeah, he... Uh, okay, no, no. I do remember him fighting uh, Marcelo Rojo and uh, eliminating him. Uh, I don't remember his contender series fight, but he is undefeated. What is he, 7-0? and 7-0. Yeah. He's from New Jersey. He's fighting out in New Jersey. So maybe that just uh, solidified who I'm taking on this one. But Trains with Kurt Pellegrino, um, the UFC vet. Yeah, I... Um, I think this is another again another minus two ten. By the way, uh, he's plus one seventy five. Uh, Gomez says Gomi Gome Gomi Gome Goma. Uh, I think this is another fight where we're like very. We don't know much about either guy, but uh, I like what I've seen from Marshall. You know, he, his striking defense not great, not great. But I think he's a solid chin. He's super young, super young. I think he was born in two thousand or ninety eight or ninety nine or something like that. He's super young. He trains with a UFC vet, so I think some of those mistakes. <clears throat> that a young fighter will make, um, I think he'll be able to learn from them at least quicker, and I think he'll be um, a little bit more ready for the moment. This uh, William Gomez guy, I, I don't really—I'm just not sure what he what he does or what he has. Uh, he fought a Dutch kickboxer in his debut. It was kind of like a layup because they needed somebody to to fight him. And for since he's French, they needed him to fight on the card. They gave him a Dutch kickboxer, and the Dutch kickboxer got full mount on him and almost—I uh, think almost had him in a triangle or a dark was it a triangle or an arm bar something like that uh and he struggled he struggled a little bit he was he was a wrestler there <clears throat> i don't think he's gonna out wrestle francis marshall i don't think he's gonna outstrike francis marshall uh i don't think uh william gomez is good at all he, he seems to have some decent size but he doesn't really th- he doesn't throw many straight very low very low volume i don't think his uh he can really implement his his wrestling game that well i don't even know if he's a better wrestler so all, all in all i'm gonna go francis marshall uh, inside the distance, and we'll see. We'll see if the fire marshal uh, can get humbled and take that first L. Obviously, everybody's uh, going to get that first L, but I don't think this is the spot. Me either, and I'm going Francis Marshall inside the distance plus 180. Are you staying away from this on the card, or you want you want to take? Uh... I'll, I'll take that. There you go. I like that. I don't know. I just like you said. It's I didn't I did not like what I saw in that Aaron's fight. And um, yeah, just, Mr. Uh, Marshall's you know. got some finishes uh, on his record. Uh, four, you know, five of his uh, wins have been by, you know, four submissions, one TKO. So he's ready to go on the ground. And uh, supposed to be a wrestler getting t- getting dominated by a Dutch kickboxer. That's very concerning. And he eliminated uh, Marcelo Rojo. So yeah, and that's a tough. That's a, honestly, it's like you know, not a great fighter. Uh, and maybe he was getting punched, but that's a. Better. That's way better than anything Gomez has done. So, exactly. I like I'm in with that. Plus 180. Lock us in. Priscilla Cachuera, a well, a favorite on this podcast. She go. I mean, you want to talk about bringing it? She brings it. She's fighting killer Kareen Silva, uh, who is coming off of two straight finishes since her contender series uh, win against a Chinese lady that I am not going to even attempt. Who Nyan Kui? Yeah, Queen Kong, who got guillotined, and then uh, uh, Poliana Botello got Darce choked in the first round. Cachoeira is not going to be that easy to get out of there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, but I don't trust it either way here. 
Let's see what the odds are. Cachuera is a plus 165 underdog to a minus 200 favorite for Kareem Silva. What do you think here? It's, it's dangerous, man. You, you see uh, Priscilla Cachuera plus money, you're like, oh, she's a bum. She's going to get smoked. But <laughs> she comes out there like hell on wheels. Yeah. You know, like a bat out of hell. Whatever other, you know, however else you want to put it. She strikes, man. But uh, if you look at what other women do, they also strike her. Uh, Gian Kim, 170 strikes landed. Uh, Luana Carolina, 111. Molly McCann, 107. Valentina Shevchenko, 95 to 2. That was unfair. Whoever made that fight should be fired, but uh, it happened. She, you know, obviously look at her takedown defense, not good. You look at her striking defense, not good. Um, she's, she's obviously a bit of a brawler. She just comes forward and, and swings wild. But she she hits hard, man. Look what she did to Ariane Lipsky. Smoked her. Um, smoked Gina Mazzani. Smoked Shannon Dobson in like a minute. Um, that, that's just that's just something you don't really see from um, many uh, featherweights or um, flyweights. Karini Silva, I I really like. You know, I, I like when I see somebody with those front chokes uh, that can really you know Darce Darce modified Darce chokes, tight guillotines because um, those are really hard to get. Really hard to do and really hard to pull off. Um, and she, she, you know, she, she has a bunch of different wins by finish, uh, TKO, sub, this and that. She seems dangerous. Not too much out there on her. I don't know how to feel about this fight. I think I like the under. I think I like the under one and a half. I what, think this is going to What's the number end, on that? Uh, plus one twenty. Ooh, I like that. That's. I, I mean, that's a quick for a little ladies' fight that usually don't go that. That quick, but like you said, I mean, Kar- Kareem Silva, what? That's two finishes back to back inside yeah. that 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 time, I think. Or what do we have here? Slightly, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah both, both of those are inside. Her last four fights have been uh, what would would fit that bill as well. So, I mean, you're 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 talking about two, you know, hammers going at it, and someone's gonna lose. Uh, Priscilla, yeah. like you said, I mean, she she also what was the one fight she was cheating? She was like trying to thumb. Oh man, uh, Jillian Robertson's um, eye out of her head or yep. something like that, right? Yep. I, I mean, she still yeah, got yeah. rear naked choked in that, and choked unconscious. I think I'm going to take not, that with you. I, I kind of want to go Karini Silva sub, um, and I think I'm going to put a small play on it. I think I'm going to put a small play on it. Priscilla Cachuera is really bad grappling, really bad wrestling, and she kind of just uh, when she's in a dangerous situation on the ground, she kind of gives up. Yeah, or she, you know, she, she'll do anything to get out of the position she's in without using technique to get out of it you know um she's kind of like a fish out of water on her back um and she will give up her neck the thing is i just don't know if creamy silva's really gonna you know i don't know what her game plan's gonna i don't know what either woman's game plan is gonna be i'm gonna take a small shot on creamy silva sub and i like the under right. um this is really a gross fight but I, there's there's money to be, to be made somehow right somebody's something's gonna happen um what do you think uh, I'm gonna take that Silva that or that um under one and a half plus one fifteen I have on here. So I'm gonna take that. Uh, I don't know which one, but I I could see. I mean I obviously see this fight going longer because just Cachuera just seemingly is difficult to get out of there unless you're gonna take her down. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I lean Silva. I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't I don't trust Cachuera enough to. I mean she's a live dog. That's why I don't really like a side yep. here. But I'm gonna. That's why I think that under is a good play because I could see 
Cachuera just melting as soon as somebody pre- Cachuera is is the ultimate not like great hammer not a good nail. She if you present yeah. her with a uh, an issue, she <laughs> does not respond well. So this Quite is the hammer though, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Someone's going to win here, so it's just we don't know which side. Uh how about Donna Bakari? Get again, get in there against Brady Highstand. This is an interesting fight. Big step up in competition for Mr. Highstand. Never really been too impressed by his game, uh, you know, losing no. to the Ricky Tercios by a split decision to lose the ultimate fighter, coming back and fighting Fernie Garcia a year later and uh, getting a win. That doesn't really do much for you. I mean, Donna has been in there against some, you know, good competition. Chris Gutierrez and uh, Kong Ho Kong getting in there uh, last time. Oh, is that is that my boy Brandon Killer B Davis? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. That's the last time he got a win. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Natividad. And Guido Canetti are his last three wins. So I uh, really don't know what to think here. Really don't like anything necessarily. Donna is a slight favorite at minus 135, as high as 150, plus 120 for Mr. High Stand. Uh, I think I'm going to stay away from that. But uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I would probably lean uh, Donna because I just think he'll be able to hurt High Stand at some point. But High Stand's tough and he, and he pushes the pace. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he's young, so there's really just that room for growth at all, you know. Yeah, it's been how long, you know? I mean, it's only been what half a year since he's been in there, but you know, at that at that age, these guys grow so quickly uh, in between fights. So uh, I, I I don't like this, but uh, I really don't even have a lean either because I, I don't even feel confident in uh, just saying that I, I like Dana in this one. So Dana, sorry. I feel you. Uh, Brady Highstand, not a fan. Not a fan at all. I mean, the Fernie Garcia win, uh, he didn't look good in the win. He got taken down. He almost got subbed. Uh, Fernie Garcia hit him a couple times. That you know, Brady Highstand doesn't like being punched. He doesn't have much punch resistance on the feet in general. He just doesn't really have anything. I think the Tercios loss, I mean, he got he got outstruck easily. He got outstruck easily by Ricky Tercios. is definitely concerning. I know he took Tercios down, but again, he also got taken down. I don't think Danal Bakari is going to take him down, but I think Danal Bakari can can probably stuff some takedowns or, or get up. Um, and on the feet, it's not even close. I think Donna Bakari is quicker, hits way harder, uh, low kicks, uh, good, just a really good uh, straight right that I think is going to be there for him all fight. Um, Donna Bakari also, he, he won that first round against Chris Gutierrez, got a takedown and won that first round. And then he got he, he got melted by a spinning back fist. He's not going to have to worry about a spinning back fist with uh, Brady Highstand. And uh, Kung Ho Kong, that fight was awesome. Brady Highstand is not going to sit there and trade and hit him like Kung Ho Kong does. He doesn't have power like Kung Ho Kong. He doesn't have speed like Kung Ho Kong. Um, and even, you know, even Al Tong Hey Lee. I think Al Tong Hey Lee um, probably beats Brady High. I, I don't like Brady Highstand at all. He is young, uh, born in 99, 10 years younger. Uh, so, you know, you can see a lot a lot more improvements in him probably than, than Donna Bakari. Um so I guess, you know, we'll see. This could be an opportunity. This could be a chance for him to just really implement his takedown, his wrestling, get some takedowns, and maybe uh, make a make a statement. But I, I don't know, man. I just I – don't, I don't trust it at all. I think it's going to stay on the feet longer than he wants it to. And as long as it's on the feet, man, Donna Bakari is going to pepper him with shots. Give me Donna Bakari inside the distance. Um, not sure what it's at, but I do like him to get him out of there. Oh, I like that. Let me see what the number is here for you, sir. We have him inside the distance at plus 150. I like it. I like it. 
inside the distance plus 150. And that is UFC Vegas 71 from the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays from me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven plays from you. So we have plenty to do here on this fight card. We have how many fights total? I think 12. 12. Yeah. 12 fights. Uh, hopefully we don't lose any. Really can't afford to lose any. Uh, 4 o'clock start on Saturday. Uh, and then we have Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Uh, what time is that on? Is that 10 o'clock? I mean, I'm sure they won't be fighting until probably midnight by the time I, that goes down. I was going to say, yeah, midnight-ish. One the card in general starts at 8, but it's a very big card. And yeah. Obviously, you know, the main card's not going to start until, I, I, I guess, like you said, 8, uh, 10. Um, yeah, um, honestly, kind of tough for me to really, uh, really nail this down. Cause I really do like Gervonta, but he, you know, he gives, he gives rounds away. He's low volume a lot at times. I think he's, you know, one of the lowest, uh, uh volume punchers in, in boxing in general. Um, but he also has some of the best power. He's also very smart in there. Um, you know, he, he, he's so quick offensively and defensive defensively, um, you know, you watch his fight against um, your Yorkus Gambo, and it was just magic. Ryan Garcia there's a different. Pro- it presents a, a test he just hasn't seen before. A lot of speed, um, very very good left hook, but I don't think Ryan Garcia likes being punched. I don't think Ryan Garcia likes being pushed back. I don't think he likes uh, you know being on the defensive. He's younger. He's four or five years younger. He's much less experienced. I know you know Tank hasn't necessarily fought uh, the who's who. Of boxer, but it's a little tough for him to find a fight. He's also, you know, kind of a tweener when it comes to weight classes. Um, but I think the Barrios, that Barrios finish, uh, that fight against Isak Cruz where he had one hand the whole fight. I just think, you know, if shit goes down, he's gonna he's gonna emerge. And I don't think Ryan Garcia will. I really don't like some of the things I've seen from Ryan Garcia, and I think he's gonna make some improvements for sure. Um, but I don't, and this is a fight that a lot of his people, a lot of guys who are uh, looking after him, did not want him to take. Uh, you know, going from Emmanuel Tago in a fight where he didn't even get a finish over a guy who was just there to be hit, to Javier Fortuna, to now Javante Davis, big step up. And I don't know if you remember the Luke Campbell fight, but he got dropped. By got Luke dropped Campbell. in that, yeah. Um, and Luke Campbell retired after that. So the thing is, though, Ryan Garcia hits hard and he's fucking quick, um, but he's too much of a hooker for me. Oscar Dale Hoyo is a big hooker, um, but he also had other parts of his game. He had a super good jab. He was a big boy. Uh, he could see he had a good chin. So I, I just think Gervonta Davis is going to find him with an uppercut. He's gonna, I think he's going to find him with one big shot. And I th- he could be losing. It's, I mean, listen, he was losing the Rolly Romero fight, arguably. I was watching that fight. I was very concerned, but uh, I, I think uh, Gervonta is a bit of a, you know, whoever you want to compare him to, uh, a smaller uh, Deontay Wilder in, in the sense that when he does land, it's going it, to, it's going to make a huge impact. And Ryan Garcia does not like getting hit, man. I just don't like what I see. They don't like each other. I think this fight means much more for Javante Davis. I think with a win, uh, he's going to explode onto the scene, but I think he's also like, he's sold out a bunch of pay-per-views. He's, he's a pretty good pay-per-view a side. Uh, I think the hydration clause that he, that he brought up is a little concerning, for him that he needs that but he, it's also going to work in his favor uh in his favor and i believe this fight's at 136 instead of 135 
which is weird. There's a lot of weird things going on with this fight. Um, but I got Tank. I think Tank's going to find my... I got seventh round knockout. Um, six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. Um, yeah, I think he gets him out of there. I think it's going to be like a left uppercut or maybe a, uh, maybe a left straight. I think... The only thing that concerns me, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. The only thing that concerns me is that he is kind of dependent on that finish. So, yeah. it where I mean, and, and like you said, Garcia does not like to get hit, and he kind of invites himself to get hit sometimes. I, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I lean Ryan Garcia here just based off how much bigger he is. Well, he'll be able to manage the distance a little bit better. He's the younger guy, which doesn't really help you necessarily in this fight because he's just doesn't really have that level of competition that Tank necessarily has gone through. And and like you said, though, I mean, a lot of these fights that he's in, he's losing them. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's concerning. It, yeah, it's concerning, uh, you know, but he does. He finishes guys, man. He fucking knocks people out. He hurts them bad. He hits hard. And at some point in this fight, it's going to be a 36 minute fight. Tank, or Tank Davis is going to land on Ryan Garcia. He's not going to be able to run from him forever. So yeah. it just depends on how well he's going to be able to respond to that. Uh, but I, I lean, I, I, if I was betting this, I probably would bet Ryan Garcia just because the number is so um, fixed the other way. Uh, I tank Davis inside the distance. Uh, what does that? What does that pay out? I was curious to see that, but I don't really have anything on. Oh, here we go. Uh, um, Garcia to win is plus three ninety. Tank Davis is minus one forty. So I would probably take if I like Tank, I'd probably bet that minus one forty, or maybe pick a section of rounds. That's usually the way to. You you said That's what I Davis say, in yeah. the seventh is a plus nine hundred eleven hundred bet. So definitely some money Anywhere to be made from, this uh, weekend. For sure, for sure. This would be a tough fight though. I think Ryan. Gar I mean, they both go. They both get finishes. Like I could see Ryan Garcia possibly hurting Tank. We haven't seen that ever. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, as long as he does, stays on the outside, kind of circles around, uh, fights his game, he could win. He could win a decision. But Javante Davis rounds five to eight plus two fifty could be could be a, a sneaky little bet there. I like those section, those round section bets. Sadly, I don't have DraftKings, so I can't really uh, make that without having the assistance of a New Jersey native, which is unfortunate. Allegedly, but, allegedly. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna take. I might honest, honestly not take anything in this fight, uh, just because I'm fucking uh, super excited for. It. I mean, this is kind of the fight that's gonna revitalize boxing this summer, this year. It's gonna be a huge, huge event. Uh, I mean, I, I'm hearing some people already, you know, they're. I don't know if some of the numbers are accurate, 750k or however many buys they think this is gonna do. Uh, 500k. I've seen some people say maybe a million. Like Oscar De Holy is probably like, yeah, this can do 20 million fight uh, buys. I think you could do anywhere from 500 to to a million. Uh, you know, Javante is a big name. Ryan Garcia is a big name. He's supposed to be the next, the next uh, Mexican superstar fighter. We'll see. Uh, David Morrell in the co-main, really good uh, super middleweight. Only eight and zero, but he's a Cuban uh, amateur, just stud. So it'll be interesting to see what he does in the co-main. Uh, other than that, there's not really much going on in this card. Uh, I think when you have just superpower at the top, you're going to have something like that, especially from Golden Boy. Um, Man, yeah, I can't fucking wait. I mean, I'm excited. Gonna be, it's going to be Vegas. Uh, nothing really else is going on that night, I don't believe. I mean, there's going to be obviously playoff action, but this is going to happen around midnight. Um, this has been being, it's been talked about a lot. I mean, there's implications for not only this fight, but after. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I got Javante, though. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always base it off of uh, how the casual, like my of my friends, the casual people who really don't, you know, aren't locked in on each UFC card or each boxing thing. Like where they're like, "Yo, we watching the Tank Davis fight this weekend." It's like, "Oh, okay." Like yeah. th- this one's kind of uh, crossing over into the mainstream. And you know, Ryan Garcia has a a guy who has a lot of followers. He brings a lot of attention to him. Uh, you know, he's. He's good. He's a good, good fighter. He, he, you know, Tank Davis, another, you know, a Floyd Mayweather guy, who throws bombs. Exciting. Everything about this fight is just awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And like you said, I probably won't even bet anything. I'll just be there as a fan, rooting and watching. Yeah. So, uh, it, it'll be awesome. So there, there is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday. You know, we're gonna we're gonna lock down a day at some point, but our schedules keep changing. We our schedules it's will tough. lock in at some point, but uh, we'll be it's back next foot. week to have a breakdown and a discussion about UFC Vegas seventy one, Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, and whatever else comes into the uh, conversation involving combat sports. So, Ty, thank you for uh, giving us your wisdom on this Tank Davis fight because we needed it. And uh, my name is Matt McSweeney. We'll be back next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. See ya.